Hi, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. I'm Whitney Wiley. And I'm Greer McVeigh, the yes, prodigal daughter are. return. <laughs> the prodigal it's, yes. sister. It's nice of you to return. Oh my gosh, we've been... You were on a whirlwind adventure. I was. I went to Hawaii. 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 Oh my gosh. It was pretty spectacular. And you went to Kauai? I went to Kauai, which is known Kauai, (laughs) which is known as the Garden State. And I see why. There's well, I kind of do and I kind of (laughs) don't. It was like it wasn't quite as green. Everywhere in Hawaii. Yeah, it wasn't as green and lush as I thought it was gonna be. It didn't seem more so than Maui or whatever. Or East Oakland, for that matter. But oh, stop! It, okay, it, maybe it was a little more, but um, but it was it was it was nice. And we went. We did not do a helicopter tour, which Donovan wanted to do. And it was like one, I can't afford it. Uh, it would have been like eight hundred dollars for the two of us to do like an hour or something like that. And it was like, yeah, that ain't happening. Um, but we did do. They have a canyon. And it's called, it's like, it's the second biggest canyon in the United States, just behind the Grand Canyon. So it was pretty spectacular. So we drove there and then they have these different lookout points. And this little man of mine wanted a picture. He wanted a particular kind of picture. So he went and literally it's a cliff. So he's like, mm. oh, I'm going to go sit on the edge of the cliff. And I'm like, uh, no, you're not. We literally were like having a, a fight and, and like randos, like people we don't know were all on my side. And they were like, no, get back, get back. I was like, this man is going to. He could have had his cliff. picture and been done with he by the time been. you finished fighting. Oh, over. my God. I was so. Hysterical. Did he get his picture? He got, I took the picture. I was like, fine, fine. Just, just sit down. But I was like, sit and scoot to the end. And he wanted to just like plop down. Anyway, then I looked up the other day, there were some people, there were two sets of people, one couple in Yosemite and another at the Grand Canyon that fell overboard. Trying to get pictures. Trying to get pictures. So it's a thing. It's like, dude, don't do that. So anyways. We we went to to Kauai. We did that. We went. I mean, we did a lot of stuff. We were there for a week. We came back. We were home for a day. You went then, deep. Don't just pass that up. You oh, went deep okay. sea fishing. Did you send ship ship fish home? No, they don't do that. Oh, so, so we, you had to, to eat it so there. We had to eat it there. We we went deep sea fishing. We did catch fish. His father would be proud of him and me for, you know, taking him out there. His father was an avid fisherman. We never took a vacation that didn't involve fishing. Uh, so, and I felt a little guilty. It's like, this child is 21 years old. And I've never taken him fishing. He's been a couple of times. So anyway, uh, we went deep sea fishing. We went out on a boat. Normally I charter my own boat um, and have the whole thing to myself. This time we went out with whoever was going out with, you know, on the boat. And so there was a man with his two 
children and then another single guy and then donovan and i so what Ooh, that was six of us you with all those guys yeah no it no. was no <laughs> maybe the next time i go i'll be like is there a bachelor party going on you know everybody but the groom on my boat but yeah it was um and the kids the boy was like i don't know nine and the big sister was like 14 and and the dad who was married and then the the other guy who was you know looked like he's about to throw up over the edge of the boat the whole time so anyway but we did catch fish i caught two fish at once which the the captain of the boat was like i've never seen that so don't ask me how but i caught two fish I had two fish on my line. So I actually ended up catching three fish. The problem with, with, with fishing with a group is that you have to sort of take turns, right? So we trolled out, you know, once we got out the harbor, he put out the outriggers and the, the downriggers and we went out and we're trolling for, I don't know, 40, 30, 40 minutes or whatever till we get far enough out. Then we got to an area and we actually did you know, fishing, you know, with a pole and you just hold the thing, but you can only do two people at a time, one on either side, because you don't want six lines getting all tied up. So we're fishing. And then if one person gets fish on, the other person needs to sort of get their, their line out the way so that the other person, because, you know, the fish are fighting. So it just was, it was like, okay, that was not as fun as having your own charter and your own boat which is about a thousand dollars. So that's why that didn't happen. So anyway, but so you would I have the you would have the same issues on a boat by yourself unless it was just one or two of you, right? If you had well, the same yeah, number if you of had people a group, because I guess I'm used to just fishing with one other person. Okay. okay. Right. So it's like two of us and then whether it had been me and you okay. or me and or fair. whatever. Fair enough. Or like when you and I, when we went to, to well, Bible, there were three we chartered of us. the boat. There were three of us. And, yes. you know, so it's like if you get a fish on, you take turns catching it. But, right, right. You know, anyway, but they don't package up fish to go. So, the, so we, between the six of us, we caught, I don't know, maybe everybody caught at least one. I caught three couple people caught two. So we had, I don't know, maybe a 10, 11 fish. And at the end, the pot, the captain was like, oh, do you guys want, anybody want to take some fish home? And we're like, you think we went fishing for you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all want to take fish. You know, so anyway, we took fish. Donovan made some amazing fish tacos. And so that oh, was cool. all, that was great. Um, oh, cool. What else did we do? We went to a uh, coffee plantation. Learned about coffee and how it's grown and stuff like that. That was interesting, and we did we we did some obviously sightseeing and went to the beach and that kind of thing. So it was just a nice little time to get away. Oh, cool! And then, and then you we, returned home for a nap. I came we came home. We were home for we came home on uh on the Monday. And we were going to leave on Tuesday, but I wasn't feeling well. So we actually did not leave until Wednesday morning and drove to New York. Oh, fun. So, yeah, imagine my glee. 
because Donovan wanted his car at school in New York. So we then drove cross country and we spent the night at one, we spent the first night in Salt Lake City and the second night somewhere in Nebraska and the third night in Chicago and the fourth night in Pennsylvania. And then we made it to New York the fifth day. And that was interesting, just being, you know, as we went across the country and knowing what I know about politics, and it was like, oh, okay, now we're coming, and we're in Utah. Okay, Mitt Romney, Mike Lee, you know, I'm thinking the kinds of people who would vote for, you know, when we were in, drove through Indiana. Okay, these are the people who voted for Mike Pence. Okay, this will be interesting. Let's not stop. <laughs> mm, mm, or, you know. It, but it was it was fun. Um, you know, Chicago, we were in Chicago on my birthday. So that was fun. Uh, that we literally we were there long enough to have dinner and then go to sleep and get up and leave. And then we at we made it finally to, to uh, New York on Sunday afternoon by the time we unpacked and got his stuff out of storage and got him set up in his dorm. I, I snuck and spent the night in his dorm room and then got up Monday morning, got on an airplane, flew to San Diego for a conference where I was all week until last night. And then now here I'm back. I'm here doing, doing, uh, catching up on the living drops, on living drops. This Sharing is all the life. drops. Life comes at you fast sometimes. And I will say one of the things that I learned is that I'm getting, I'm starting to get a little old. And, you know, recovery isn't as easy as it, you know, back in the day, you uh, could go yeah. to the club and, you know, not come home till, you know, the club closes at two o'clock, you go get some breakfast somewhere. You I, I was having that conversation with, I was having that conversation <laughs> with someone recently. Uh-huh. Not as not as mature as okay. me or even you. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, the, the conversation had not intended to over imbibe, but did found themselves. Okay. Right. And the recovery part, that was the conversation. It's like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't happen as quickly I wonder you know, if there's like some inverse relationship, like for every one year, you know, it takes you an extra hour to recover or something. Cause, cause you know, I, it's what that would have been like 30 years ago, 30, 35 years ago that I was going to the club and it, it takes was pretty quick. 30, or if you even needed sleep hours for me to recover. Right? If you even needed sleep, right. You exactly. can do no, it. I and... would get up and go to work in the, the next day and, you know, get some coffee or whatever and, you know, get off work and go to happy hour. Yeah. Yeah. But now it doesn't like, work like that anymore not, for that, any of us. Not in, not in any way, shape or form. And it must happen around 40 because I, I just want to, I feel like 40 is that turning point. It, it probably is when it starts to go downhill from there. Yeah, I, 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 I could, I could see that. And so it's interestingly, 
this this evening i was watching uh serena which is interesting and, and i know you had somewhere else to be but that you would have been in new york at the start of the u.s open and not hang around for I, I did i did look i was like oh i'll be able because last year a couple of years ago I did go to the U.S. Open when I was in New York dropping Donovan off at school. and uh, But this year, it didn't start until Monday, and I left on Monday. It started Monday evening, and I left Monday morning. Okay. So it was like, ugh. Because <laughs> I, I, apparently, I wasn't going to get in to see Serena play. Uh, they said that those tickets were going, I, I, apparently, they do them at you know, a value-based pricing system versus just whatever the price is but once she announced that she was retiring that yeah, became, became the, the hottest, hottest ticket in town yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. that you know i'd have had a better shot getting did you see her at wimbledon when you went uh i don't remember i know that i saw venus play I'm, i know i did not see i've never seen did I have I ever seen Serena play? I've never seen Serena play in person. I've seen her walk by, like you know, which is really interesting at Wimbledon and U.S. Uh, you know, U.S. Open at uh, uh, in Flushing Meadows. You know, any tennis match, tennis tournament for that matter, you've got all these open, you know, courts. Once you're on the ground. The players are coming and going, they're walking, they're carrying their own right. bags. It's it's really weird how intimate. I mean, they're big stadiums, but they're they're really sort of intimate spaces. And you do see people walking by and you know, and it's like, oh my God, that's so and so. And they're just, you know, they're just like right there. Um, so I have seen Serena sort of walk by, like not not even close, but like at a distance. It's like, oh, there's Serena, you know, going off. Um, but I did see Venus play center court at Wimbledon. So I somebody no, I cool. found a way to sneak me into the stadium because I just bought tickets to get on the ground. So usually there are, you know, let's say there are 16 courts and you've got the stadiums, a big like in, in, uh, in, in New York, you've got at the U.S. Open, you've got the Arthur Ashe Stadium or the Billie Jean King Stadium or whatever or court number one or center court or whatever they call it. Those are, you have to pay extra money. You have to have a ticket to get in there. So it's more than just being on the ground. Um, but, you know, if you're bold, like I am, you'll just go walk in. You'll go walk, you know, they can't stop everybody. Well, that part is true. And if they that stop you, true. just like back up and go find another entrance and try to sneak your way in that way. So I did see when I went, I saw Naomi Osaka play. Um, I saw uh, Coco Golf play. I, you know, I saw, um, what's the, uh, what's the, uh, uh, what's the girl's, Steffens. What's her name? Sloan. Sloan. I saw Sloan play. Uh, I saw uh, Rafa warm up. Saw him playing. He was playing, but it was it wasn't. Did Roger match. play that year? Um, I think Roger played. But you and didn't if get he to see played, him. he certainly would have been in a stadium that I would didn't have a ticket oh, okay. for. Okay. 
okay. and, and Djokovic and you know so no it was you know next maybe next year we'll all go but it was it was you know well, I, I'm sad that, that. I'm, I'm sad that I never got a chance to see Serena play yeah. uh yeah. you know certainly not in her prime I feel but, like I saw her as a youngster but I can't I can't be sure I feel I, I feel like I saw her play at a um the Bank of the West or something like oh, that. Virginia Slams. Well, not that far back, but yes. Would have been like back with Yvonne Goolagong. <laughs> in her early days. So yeah. Anyway. Uh yeah. But but speaking of Serena, right, who's retiring or retired, depends on what or evolving. You- as she or, wants or, to say. Yeah. So or, so whether or not you saw the game, the match or not, I don't want to give it away. So she either is is evolving or has evolved. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that you get to a certain point and I was watching her play. Well, hopefully we're all evolving. So, and I, you know, I understand her point about that as someone who has officially retired from something but not retired to go lay down and wait to die sort of right which is the thing with professional athletes right there's a next chapter right we all have a next chapter and should be planning for that regardless of what it is we're doing but athletes have a particular uh, shelf journey, life, shelf life, just because your body will start True. to fail you at a certain point, certainly on the level. And, and the thing that made Serena the GOAT is the very thing that, you know, is defeating her as she gets older. She made everybody be better because she was so good. They right. had to step up their game and become more athletic and more competitive and more powerful and, and all of that. And now, though, as she's starting to age, that power, it's, you know, it takes a beating. It take, it wears you down. I know, as a former tennis player, you and I grew up, we were Venus, as we've said before, we were Venus and Serena before Venus and Serena were Venus and Serena. As a matter of fact, we were Venus and Serena before because they're so much younger than us. <laughs> By the time we were tying up our, you know, hanging up our laces, they were, you know. Coming on the scene. And, coming and on, being born. And players retired earlier, right? Yeah. I think one of the things that has happened is sports nutrition and, you know, uh, Training uh, and fitness, training and all, and all of that has and the, allowed, and the not, equipment. Right? Not they're every, playing with just a wooden racket. They're playing with right, whatever graphite and whatever kinds of. And not everyone yeah. has has had an extended career, but most players are playing much later than they played previous. Yeah. So, and you've got, I mean, Tigers is he? He's in his forties by now, isn't he? He's close to fifty. Uh, yeah. He's not that old. Is he that old? He's close enough. 
Oh my God, Tom Brady is in his forties, you know. Yes, Tiger's and it's hard to, deeply planted in his forties. So. And it's hard to it's gotta be hard for them to evolve. But then the question becomes, you know, what are the what are the things that you enjoy doing? Obviously, Serena, given her performance tonight, I mean, she still is a powerful player. Can you know, does she have the stamina to go two three four hours with somebody who's half her age that's a different issue but does she have the ability you know if she got out on a court with me okay i won't even say me with you know with a number 50 player you know she could well if she was own. content if she was content not to be win. on the senior circuit if she was, they don't have one, but if she was content not to win tournaments, right? To win yeah. a couple of matches. To just get out and play. Because some players have never won a tournament and do relatively have, well yeah. financially. Nice career, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so they've never won a major. They maybe have never won a tournament and still can do well. But as someone who is considered the GOAT and has won 23 majors and, you know, won more Grand Slam matches than anybody else in history and all of that. Do you want to spend the next five, 10 years just because you can play? Does that mean you should play? Yeah. Right. And, and, and for me, as someone who talks about the importance of loving the work you do, I can imagine how difficult this transition. Like, I don't enjoy losing. I enjoy still playing, but not struggling to win on such a big stage. Right. It, expectations that people have. But her, not only other people's expectations, but yours. And at some point, there's a diminishing return on your legacy of what we see you doing ultimately is losing, 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 yeah. right? Particularly so you want to go out on top. If you're losing early in earlier and earlier rounds more consistently because- <laughs> You're losing in straight sets. One because of what you said, right? Is because you've elevated the game because you are so good, you elevated the game. And most of us will never have that as an issue in our careers, yeah. Right. We we work in our careers. We do whatever the job is that, you know, our job description says. And either we decide to leave and go somewhere else or someone fires us or whatever it is. And, you know, we work until we decide we're not working anymore. They replace us easily <laughs> with someone else well, and yeah. and we move on. So, and we talked, did we talk the in the last in a previous episode about quiet quitting? Or I think we have not came up, but we, we have, didn't really get into it. We have not discussed quiet quitting. We you sent me an article about it, and I recorded an episode and something else that I do, but you and I have not discussed this quiet quitting. So without here. Then, you know, maybe it's not quite quiet quitting. It's not quite quiet quitting. But say that three times fast. But, you know, yes, there's a difference between athletes and the what you call shelf life, right? And then 
other people, but you know, do most of us either lose a step? Are we not as sharp? Are we not as motivated or as inspired or creative or whatever once we've been doing what we've been doing or what we do for so many years? Do you know, do you get better, 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 better and never take a downturn? Or I think it depends on inevitably, and then you just sort of get to a point where you're just dialing it in. I think it depends. I think it depends on the nature of the job, and I think it depends on the nature of you. Right there, there are a couple of variables, but the the studies would suggest that most people are dialing it in as early as possible. Right. And I think I've mentioned this before that, you know, before you get a new job and before your the first anniversary, like a third of those people are no longer still at that job. Right. Twenty five percent or more. They're still looking like still uh, yeah. searching for so a they job. Accept a position to and, and they them continue over looking. until they get the. Yeah. Right. And so, and then, you know, some significant 25, 30% or whatever the number is, is continuing to look and then leaves the job before their first anniversary. So, you know, and, and the engagement numbers continue to be extremely low in the mid thirties, the number of employees who are happy and engaged in their jobs. So I think for the most part, it is, Quiet quitting, first of all, is not a new thing. And that's not that the topic of this episode. I think we should have an episode and dig deeper into that. But Definitely. this concept, this concept is not a new concept. It has been around. It didn't have a cute name. Yeah. Right. Well, we we want to name everything. As, as I understand it, the quiet quitting is a little bit less than dialing it in it's more that you're not going to do stuff that's outside of your job description so a lot of the social stuff and the there is that right so and it depends on whose definition of quiet quitting you take right so we'll we'll, we can have a conversation and dig into that and its origin (laughs) and serena looked like she quiet quit (laughs) Well, yeah, certainly in that third set. So <laughs> not that notwithstanding, um, I think the topic, though, of evolving evolution in our work and what we're going to do, again, goes back to what it is you want. What are, what are you envisioning for your life, right? Who do you want to be, ultimately? Yeah. And in reading, and we should share her if we, if we can find the link to the article, um, sort of her swan song essay oh, yeah. uh, in, in Vogue or Vanity Fair or whatever it was in. And when you have so many other endeavors going on, you know, you're designing and making movies and videos and music. Right, and, and venture capital. And, and venture capital. And, and all and of that. that. Yeah. Which I Training think and, is instructive for the rest of us about how we could be living our lives more fully, right? If Serena, 
who is a world-class tennis player and not just her, but Tiger Woods and Tom Brady and others, if they have all these endeavors and some of those endeavors are opportunities that come to them because of who they are, right? Yeah. But some of them are things that they seek at their interests of theirs. They seek them out, they create them. If they have time to do that, how can the rest of us not carve out a few moments to explore the things, the other things that we're interested yeah. in beyond the jobs that we have, particularly if you don't like your job, right? That you could make the time, find the time, make the time to start exploring some of your other interests, whether or not they are capital you know, revenue generating or not. Yeah. Is and even though story. they, they've got, you know, more incentive, you talk about, you know, they can find the time to do these other ventures, but beyond the time to do it, it's like, you know, I don't know. A lot of people might be like, you know what, if I had a billion dollars, how motivated would I do to be to do anything? Or if I was worth, you know, a hundred million or whatever, you know, maybe, I mean, it'd be easy to sort of be like, I'm going to retire and. Well, if your only motivation, and, that is true. If your only and, motivation exactly. is money, but money is a poor, actually a poor motivator. Yeah. Right. No, it's and I say definitely a, there are other things that they've got going on. And, and we're not created, them. we're not created to just lay around doing nothing. Oh, I don't know. We're not. So when <laughs> when men retire, when men retire from their jobs, ordinary guys, I'm not talking about, you know, athletes and, you know, entertainers and, and that class of people. When ordinary men retire from their jobs, if they don't have something else yeah. that matters to them, they die within seven years. Yeah. We are we are made to be doing something meaningful. And so I think the point I would like to make and leave you with today is identifying what that is, right? Whether you are, whether you are happy and excited in your current work or not, what could you be evolving towards, right? What are the other things that the other interests that you have that you could be cultivating that would allow you to, if you decided you wanted to quit your job or if something happens, would allow you to sort of easily morph to something else rather than, you know, find yourself sort of a, as a ship without a rudder. Yeah. And everybody I know apparently has a book in them. I'd learned that when I wrote a book and everybody told me <laughs> that they had started a book. I had an idea for a book or wanted to write a book. So whether it's that or you have a hobby that you could turn and it could stay a hobby again, right? It, it could stay a to, hobby. It doesn't, it doesn't have necessarily to become... have to be a, a revenue generating thing, Correct. but it certainly could be something that pays for itself. Um, but whether it's a hobby that you turn into a vocation or whether it's a a uh, you know volunteering or you know running a 5k or winning 5k what do they call them a marathon <laughs> you know there are so many 
things that we all have in us. And most of us are more than one dimensional. Most of us have all kinds of things that we are interested in and would would explore when and if we have the time and the ability to do it. And to your point, why not start working on that those things now? Be right. very, you know, small uh, increments. You know, you don't have to spend all day, but if you're into, you know, I always wanted to have a floral shop or something, or maybe you just plant a small garden in your yard and just focus on gardening. And then someday maybe that'll become something else. You know, I have a, a client who is interested in art and owning an art gallery. Oh, okay. And so, but not rolling in dough, mm -hmm. you know, was thinking this is not something that could ever happen. And so I've challenged her to explore other ways of getting involved and making that happen. And she learned something about having virtual art gallery, oh, right? So okay. you, you know, don't let the obstacle or your perceived obstacles keep you yes. from moving in a direction. If what you want to do isn't created in a way that you can do it, create the new way. Right. Some, somebody was the first person to say, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars, which apparently is what it normally takes to start an art gallery. Right. And relationships with these artists to be able to just, you know, open up an art gallery. So somebody was the first person to say, I can't do it that way, but I'm going to try it this way. Yeah. Right. Somebody was the first one. Why not? be you and why not let that open an you. art gallery and i don't think she had tons of money when she started but she you created she created a space exactly. you know and artists who are just want their stuff to be seen they right they're not even necessarily seen. trying exactly to, if i sell a piece that's great but you know just let me so you focus on your venue and make it a place that artists can come. And as they rotate through. And a place where other people want to come, yeah. right? A place where people will want to come. And if they see art, maybe it exposes exactly. them to something that it's like, oh, I didn't even know I like this kind of, I didn't even know there was this kind of art. So yeah, you got me it, thinking I might want to open an art gallery. You hmm. can join me because my winery is going to have an art gallery and it will have jazz. So that's yeah. my vision. That's my, that, that when I think of my evolution, which, you know, you were at a, at a conference this past week and these past couple of days, I've been at a conference. It's for, um, we are Michael, we, Michael, my husband and I are exploring, um, in property, investing in property. And so yeah. we went to a conference, that was focused on that and how we can make that happen. And, you know, identifying some things that we need to do and networking and connecting with people and, and learning about how to put together deals and things like that. So, you know, that, that becomes part of the vision. And for me, the things that I've been doing, I love doing they will continue to be a part of what I will do. 
as we add this component in, right? Which is for me is ex it is expanding the real estate aspect of what I'm doing, and for him, it is bringing in he's the money guy, and so bringing the two together so that we have something that we're working on together. The, yeah, you're right. Bringing yeah, our two it. worlds together, and um, but that is not in pursuit of just doing real estate deals, right? Ultimately, and we've talked about this multiple times, it becomes about why are you doing any, why are you doing any of this? Why are you working beyond like sort of paying the bills and existing? Why are you doing any of this? And wh why are you aspiring to bigger dreams and, and things like that? And you know, we've talked about this a lot the last couple of days, and it really boils down to sort of leaving a legacy, right? And we've got kids mm -hmm. and grandkids and nieces and nephews that, you know, that we could make a difference, build some generational wealth and make a difference that goes beyond just the two of us. And so, I like it. well, why not do that? Right. And I see that with what Serena, going back to Serena, what she's doing with her venture capital, you know, endeavor is making it possible for other people to, to live their dreams, to bring the things that they've created and want to share with the world. She's helping to make that happen with funding and, you know, with capital. So there is a way is the bottom line. And this is not news to you. If you've listened to more than one episode of Life Lemons and Lemon Drops, this is not news to you that all you need to do is, is figure out what it is you want to do. You don't have to figure out how to make it happen. You just have to have the why behind why you want it, right? What's the reason? Yes. And the reason yes. is not money. Right. Yeah. The reason initially may be money to pay your bills, to live a comfortable life, to have a bigger house and a car. But after you acquire all those things, then what? Ultimately, it's because it's what brings you joy. It, 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 or it right? should be, hopefully. It brings yeah. you joy. It brings other people joy. It gives you an opportunity to give back, to serve, all, all of that, right? To make a difference in your family's lives, the children's lives, all of that. Um, and once you get to what that why is for you, and you've got this definiteness of purpose, the how starts to become very clear. Yeah. And then you can move in that direction. But you've got to you've got to take steps regardless. Even if you don't know the how, you're taking steps. And so that's where I would like to leave this, your final thoughts as we wrap up. Um, at the end of the day, like I, like I said, when we started, I, I don't have my recovery time takes so much longer. I'm starting. <laughs> it's not that I feel old because right. You're only as old as you think you are and all that, but I'm starting to feel the years, the, the mm, effects of mm -hmm. the year, which reminds me that time is, is a finite resource. Yes. 
Yeah. And therefore, as the time shrinks, dwindles, as you are looking at looking ahead and realizing, you know, how much, you know, I don't have, I whatever I have, I don't have 80 years ahead of me, right? There was a point back in the day that I thought, oh, I've got eight, I could live to be 80, 90, 100. Well, even if I could live to be 80, 90, 100, that ain't but 30 years from now. So it's it's not like, you know, I'm going to live another 80 years. So it's like, take advantage of what you have, of the resources, but never forget the resource of time. Yes. Right. Take Take advantage of it. Use your energy wisely. Drink your water, get your rest, do whatever, so that you go in each day not needing to recover. If you start your day not needing to, to, you know, make it up for yesterday, you know, you'd have more energy to do the things today that you want to do in the time that you have remaining. So I'm, you know, I've, I'm feeling very um, inspired by Serena. Um, it, it, you know, watching her play was yeah, you know, some parts of it were hard. It's like, this is, we're watching, you know, the changing of the guard. Right. We're watching somebody who, who does not have that edge. She still has, has it, but she does not have that invincibility that she once had. Sort of like Mike Tyson after Buster Douglas knocked him out. It was like, we Mike Tyson was never the same. The the mystique was gone, the whatever. I'm glad that Serena's stepping down when she while, you know, before it got painful. Uh yes. or more painful. And I'm I'm inspired by her example to say, you know what? There's more to me than a tennis racket. And I'm gonna go off and I'm gonna do that. And we have Olympia to look forward to because apparently the girl can hit some balls. So we'll see. And I, I'm predicting uh-huh. a little one is already on the way. So yeah. that's just, that's my prediction. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, it, would, I would not be surprised if she announced tomorrow that she was pregnant and, you know, and good for her if she, if she does and if she is. So I think your point is well taken on both time you know, being a limited commodity and that the time to begin your evolution if you have not already begun it is now. Yeah. Right. Figure out what what that next chapter is for you because you are not your your identity is not wrapped up in one thing and it it especially is not wrapped up solely in the job that you do. Yep. Right. Or the job that you have. So with that, we want to let's challenge you to explore what that evolution is. We would love to hear from you. You can share it with us and a voice message. And if you leave voice message, we may play it on a future episode of Life Lemons and Lemon Drops, you can leave that at anchor.fm slash Life Lemons Lemon Drops. Also join us in our Facebook group, Life Lemons and Lemon Drops. And until next time, 
keep evolving and take care.